It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda. A double shot of Catholicism and conversation to start your day off right. On the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very happy Friday morning to you. It's June 8th, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend. Thank you so much for tuning in. And Brenda, yes, I would like to thank you for washing your car yesterday. <laughs> Uh, you can blame this on me. Where did That's this right. rain come from? <laughs> Except for the fact that I went to the uh, car wash yesterday because a bird had dropped like a berry or something on my car. So yeah. I had these these purple drops. And so I uh, pulled around, vacuumed it all out. And lo and behold, this morning I woke <laughs> up and I went, I think it's raining. It is raining out there. I'd like to make a correction right off the top of the uh, show here. Okay. I said June 8th. It's June 9th. Excuse (gasps) me. For all of you people out there going... Oh, people starting to panic. Yeah, it's June 9th. But needless to say, it's raining. Well, I wasn't wasn't listening to that June (laughs) June 8th or June 9th, so I don't don't think anybody missed that too much. Well, just in case. (laughs) I like to be accurate. Well, so. June 9th, 2023, yes. it is raining this morning. Yeah, I was surprised when I pulled out, and it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's dampness on the driveway. And I was like, ah, oh, that's kind of refreshing. For us, uh, seasonal allergies, that's kind of nice to scrub the air a little bit. Oh, for sure. Now, I did wake up a little bit panicked, too, because we were in the middle of a painting project in one of the bedrooms of our house. And so I had painted all of the uh, floor new. We're putting a new floor trimming around the door. So I had painted all that and it was in our backyard. And I woke up and I went, Scott, Uh all those boards were back there and they're ruined. It's raining. (laughs) And you know what he said? What's that? It started raining last night when I was still awake and we got all the boards in the house. Hey. Yeah, so it showered all on Vancouver side of the river. Yeah. It showered all night long. Well, you know what, though? It would not be a Portland Rose Festival if there wasn't a little rain. You got to have a little rain for the Rose the Festival. The Grand Floral is when? Tomorrow? Tomorrow, yeah. The Grand Floral Parade tomorrow. I laughed because I said, look at this. It was just a day ago. I said, look, it's going to be 80 degrees and sunny on Saturday. I said, it always pours on the Grand Floral <laughs> yes. Parade. Yeah, well. Uh, not, I, you know, it's not supposed to. I tomorrow. don't think it's going to yeah. rain, but it's going to be cloudy still. It may be cloudy and probably actually pretty pleasant for the parade, actually. But... Needless to say, today a little rain. The farther south you go, the lesser chances that you have rain today. But you, you may. This has been a very difficult weather pattern because it's it's un, it's unusual because all of the clouds are coming from east, of the east, from like mm-hmm. east to west, and typically they come out of the west the ocean, or the northwest sure. off the ocean. And so it's been this weird circular pattern the last several days that's bringing them over the east side. So. Yeah, we'll see what we get today, but uh, I'm I'm kind of kind of liking it. I'm kind of liking it actually yeah. too, so except for the fact that I just washed my car. But uh, <laughs> I'll have to wipe it off later this afternoon to get all of the um, the. It's probably raining down droplets of pollen, yes, grass well, seed pollen all over be. my car, so it's going to be dirty. Big news today, though, is <gasps> yes. that you sent me a photo that ah! you. You, 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 I did. You broke in the new grill finally last night. So it has been, what, probably two weeks since we put together Scott's Father's Day <laughs> gift. It's not That's even Father's right. Day, but 
I knew I, we went through the whole thing. I won't go through it again. But it took us two weeks to finally get the grill fired up. Yeah. And can I just say, none of us were disappointed. That's nice. What'd you put on there? We had some beautiful New York strips. Ooh, nice. From, uh, well, I like to buy my my uh, uh, meat from Costco. Yeah. I really like the meat department there. And so uh, we had those in the refrigerator. Scott put whatever kind of special you know, uh, get together of, mm-hmm. of spices and blend. He got those on the grill and then we topped it off with a little uh, Merlot steak sauce yeah. that we picked up when we were in uh, Leavenworth oh, over wow. Memorial yeah. Weekend. Delicious. Lovely. So it was a lovely, and all we paired it with was a nice side salad. Okay. There That's you it. go. So the grill's ready to go. Grill is working. Got it. So, well, that's excellent. I'm happy for you. I, I laughed when I saw the photo. It's like, <laughs> hey, after all of these days, it's finally working. It is working. So that's we great. were very pleased. All right. What do you have coming up today? Well, speaking of a nice meal, a good sign of recovery is a good appetite. Pope Francis, on the road to recovery, had his breakfast sitting in a chair Reading the newspaper. Hey, very nice. So I'm going to have an update for okay. you on his uh, his recovery. So everyone think about this. I'll okay, give you I'm some thinking. time to think about this. If you had to watch a movie, <gasps> what would the movie be? One movie. You're going to sit down and watch it with your family. What would that movie be? So I ask you that question, and we'll talk about it more, because today, National Movie Night. All right. Okay. I'm gonna Think I'm gonna start that. thinking now Think too. About that. Right now I'm gonna start thinking. So we got a great show ahead for you on this Friday morning. Here is Francesca Battistelli. He knows my name. And we are David and Brenda on the morning blend right here at Matcha Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
That is Francesca Battistelli, and he knows my name. It is 710 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on a surprisingly, a surprisingly damp Friday. I love it. I don't think anybody saw that coming. but uh, <laughs> uh, I double-checked the weather. None of them had saw it coming either. So we're going to talk some surprising retirement numbers with our good friend Ashley Mishike. Happens right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Brother Cyril, a Benedictine monk at Mount Angel Abbey, for the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day, in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular, for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MaturDayRadio.com. Support for Matcha Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Jade Bistro and Patisserie. Located on Southeast 13th in Portland's Selwood neighborhood, the Jade Bistro is family-run, serving Vietnamese and Thai cuisine with influences from France and Laos. French pastries are available daily, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Information can be found online at jadeportland.com. During June, Mater Dei Radio unites with Catholics around the world to start the summer by honoring the most sacred heart of Jesus. Grow closer to Christ during this special time through our three daily broadcasts of the Holy Mass, the Sacred Mysteries of the Rosary, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, and a wide variety of inspiring spiritual reflections. Mater Dei Radio is also honored to take your specific intentions to the most sacred heart of Jesus through our powerful prayer hotline. Share your personal requests with our dedicated prayer team right now by clicking the pray button on the Hail Mary Media app and MaterDayRadio.com or call the prayer hotline directly, 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737 and let us pray for you throughout the month of June as we lead souls into the most sacred heart of Jesus through the Immaculate Heart of Mary at Day Radio. 
And it is 7.13 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, I think it was a nice surprise for many people waking up to the sound of little showers mm-hmm. falling on the roof. Looking out the window right now, David, I don't see a whole lot coming down. We might be in a pause, but I do think it should keep up until early into the afternoon. All right. Cloud's going to be around all day. In fact, though, this is the first measurable rain, according to the news, since May 15th. Wow. Isn't that incredible? It is. So almost a month. Almost a month for sure. Highs staying in the middle 60s today. Then overnight we're cooling down to about 55 degrees. Tomorrow partly sunny. We're going to get up to 77 degrees and 80s on Sunday. They were showing 90s previously for Monday. No, it looks like that's gone. We're going to be staying in the 80s on Monday before we begin to cool down next week. Okay, currently 57 degrees in St. Ignatius Church in Portland. And it is 56 degrees at the St. Vincent de Paul Center in Vancouver. Well, as the saying goes, there are two things in life that are inevitable, death and taxes. And maybe you can add to that list, reaching your retirement years, if you're not there already. But how easy will it be for you to retire? An interesting new study is out on that question, and to share some insight is our good friend Ashley Mishike. She is the CEO of True North Retirement Advisors here in the Portland area and a valued member of our Matraday Radio's Leadership Circle. Good morning, Ashley. Thanks for being with us today. Good morning, David. It's great to be with you. Well, let's just say I'm closer to my retirement years than I'm not, and uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. But I am very interested to hear about this study and what Americans are saying about retirement. So give us some background on this study. Sure. So I believe it was the Employee Benefit Research Institute Um, And what they found recently was that almost a third of workers who are not yet retired, they expected to work at least to age 70, and some in that group plan to never retire at all. And, And that has been increasing over the last few years. So I found it really interesting because there's this growing number of Americans who basically plan to never retire. Um, And I don't know about you, but just anecdotally, I know several people, my father and my father-in-law are in this boat as well. And I have lots of clients who would just basically like to work as long as they could. And in my dad's case, he would be happiest if he quote, died in his chair. (laughs) Yes. You know, I find it a very interesting trend because there's this dichotomy. So a lot, the pandemic kind of accelerated a lot of people's retirements where you had a million additional people retiring in all of the pandemic years Mm -hmm. above and beyond what you would normally have. But then you also have this other side of the coin, which is there's a lot of people who also because of the pandemic, maybe they were office workers and they no longer have to do a long commute. And so that has really changed their decision about when they retire and and prompted them to want to work longer because maybe they have a little bit more flexibility or with the labor shortages right now across the board, there's a lot of people who have I would say a lot more bargaining power where they could say, you know what, I only want to go in the office one day a week or I want to work less hours. And their employer is basically like, yes, whatever you want, I'll give you because, you know, we need your experience. We we need you there. We don't have anybody to to replace you. So Mm -hmm. there's just a lot of trends going on that I think are are influencing 
that decision. But I find it very interesting that so many people, again, like 30% of people plan to work at least to age 70 or just flat out never retire uh, at all. Yeah, and I'm wondering, too, I'm sure there are many variables that go into decisions about retirement. I'm curious what you think about how much of that is uh, economical or, you know, just from a financial standpoint, people are saying, I can't afford to retire. I think it's both. So I think that a lot of people, at least that I talk to, who decide to work longer than what would be typical they do it. Nobody works longer because they hate their job. So, right. you know, they they find meaning in their work and they like being productive and relevant. A lot of them just don't know what they would do with their time if they were retired. So I think that there's a lot of those types of factors mm-hmm. that aren't financial, but there are some really strong arguments to be made for working as long as as possible from a financial standpoint, because it, it allows you to save more. Right. Especially, you know, people close to retirement, those tend to be your peak earning years. You're earning more money in your last working years, likely, than you were 10, 15, 20 years ago. So it allows you to save more. Um, it also allows you to delay Social Security, uh, which is a huge benefit. And then allows your money to compound and grow for longer. And then also it's less years in retirement that you'll be spending down your assets. Mm-hmm. So the the combination of all of those factors, even if you just worked an extra six months, 12 months, 18 months, most people would be shocked at how the perfect coming together of all of those factors really, really changes the financial picture of your retirement, just working a little bit longer. Absolutely. Again, we're speaking with Ashley Mishike. She is the CEO of True North Retirement Advisors here in the greater Portland area. Going back to Social Security, I was looking at one of the tables not long ago, and you know, it's a pretty good bump if you wait to what's considered, quote, your uh, retirement years, whatever, however the terminology works out like. I think it's like for some people it's in 66 years and plus, and it changes for depending on, you know, your age. But it is a pretty good bump if you can wait. Exactly. I believe it grows by about 8% per year that you wait a pretty big boost to your monthly income, especially when you consider that that's locked in. So if you if you take it as early as possible, you're locking in that that lower monthly income stream for the rest of your life. And you know, it is an individual calculation and it depends on what your benefit amount is mm-hmm. and also a lot of other things too. Like a, a lot of people will take it earlier than the, their full retirement age because they have to. Right. They may maybe they have they can't work any longer because of health reasons or they're taking care of a family member. So there's a lot of people who are kind of in that situation where they don't have a lot of control over when they take it. But generally, for a lot of people, if you can wait a little bit longer, at least until your full retirement age, that's ideal for maximizing that monthly income that you'll get. Right. How does it work then, too, as you see, for example, 401ks, the longer you continue to work? What's the benefit there? Oh, it's huge because, again, if you are in your peak earning years, you're probably able to save more. 
most likely, too, if you're waiting until your mid-late 60s to retire, you're no longer financially supporting, hopefully no longer financially supporting your children. They're right. adults. They're grown. They're out of school. So you have this the ability you typically to save more as well. And the 401k maximums, if you're over 50, I think it's like $27,000 that you can contribute in 2023 from your own paycheck into your 401k plan. So you can save a tremendous amount of money in those last few years if you can max that out. And it really can make up for savings gaps that, you know, maybe when you were younger, you weren't saving as much. You didn't have the ability to. But now that you're older, you have a higher income, you're no longer supporting your children, things change. And so maxing out the the 401k to the extent that you can do that, it helps tremendously as well. Yeah. If you have to retire because your health or uh, you're taking care of somebody. Do you see any other downsides of retiring early or, again, just it's a personal choice? There's some good studies out there that point to people who work longer also live longer. So I would say a downside of early retirement is that you, you ha- your life expectancy is, is likely to be lower. And there's some well-documented research behind mm. that. So yeah, you know, it keeps your it keeps your mind stimulated. Right. If you have a a job that, you know, even a desk job can be physically demanding sure. at times. Yeah. But you know, you know, you're keeping your body and your mind active and that's so important for longevity and health. Again, if you don't hate your job, I think I think it, it's worth exploring, you know, do I really want to fully retire? Maybe I can do a hybrid approach to retirement where I work part-time or I was just talking to someone yesterday at school pickup. (laughs) It was a grandpa there picking up one of his grandchildren and he was mentioning how he was working on this project and he gets to basically work for a few months and then not work and then another project and he's kind of like a consultant and it works and he loved what he was doing before and so it just works for him, and it was it was interesting talking to him about that. But I, I think you know, if I were to fast forward to to retirement years, that I would want something like that as well. Great to know. A lot of a lot of things to think about as you head towards those retirement years. She is Ashley Michike, the CEO of True North Retirement Advisors and a valued member of Matraday Radio's Leadership Circle. Ashley, always great to talk with you. Thank you so much for the insights. Yeah, thank you, David. Have a great day. And it is 723 here at Mater Day Radio. I take notes every time <laughs> Ashley comes on. What another great interview yeah, with her. Great to talk with her. It is the idea of continuing to work, though, actually for me doesn't sound that bad. It doesn't mean have a job. Right. But it means have yeah. a work. And it, there have even been writings and saints that said God created us for work. There you so go. We must be doing something. Mm-hmm. We can't just sit in a chair all day. Right. A little bit, though. That (laughs) sounds good. If you want to listen to that interview again, head over to our webpage, matradayradio.com. All of our locally produced shows, the Morning Blend, and each one of the interviews that you hear throughout the show, like the one you just did with Ashley, that's going to be made into a podcast. You can listen to it later again, share it with a friend, or better yet, we'll plug in your phone on your way home and open up your Hail Mary Media app. You're going to have access to the podcast there. If you don't have the Hail Mary Media app, well, today is the day to do that. Uh, On Fridays, downloading the Hail Mary Media app is absolutely free. 
So you want to hey, download it today. Isn't it always free? Yes. Okay. It's free every day. <laughs> Thank you. You can find more information on the podcast at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a proud member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle. Located at 21810 Willamette Drive in West Lynn, Holy Family Catholic Clinic is Christ-centered and provides superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care to patients of all ages. Holy Family Catholic Clinic offers medical services that are in adherence to Catholic moral teaching and bioethics, honoring the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. Learn more at holyfamilyclinic.com. That's holyfamilyclinic.com. What do the famous Batmobile, Love Bug, and Mystery Machine have in common? They were all given to Mater Dei Radio's vehicle donation program. Well, not really, but they could have been, and you could do the same. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you no longer need, consider donating it to Mater Dei Radio. It's quick and easy, and a likely tax deduction for you. And you'll be supporting uplifting Catholic radio programs. Information on our website at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And it is 727 at Mater Day Radio. Donald Trump's legal peril grows. We'll have the latest in the news. And a good sign of recovery, the good appetite. Pope Francis has a nice breakfast enjoying his newspaper. Ah. I'll tell you more about his recovery coming up in three minutes. Here is a village lights, Christ our King. We are David and Brenda on the morning blend right here at Mater Day Radio.
Village Lights and Christ Our King. 731 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In your news this hour, Pope Francis is steadily improving two days after he underwent abdominal surgery to correct an incisional hernia, according to a Vatican spokesperson. Matteo Bruni said the Pope rested during the night and in the morning able to eat breakfast and move from his hospital bed to an armchair. He added that Pope Francis was able to read the newspaper and do some work. Pope Francis underwent a three-hour surgery for the hernia on June 7th. A team of surgeons removed scar tissue and operated on a hernia in the Pope's abdominal wall at the site of a previous surgical incision. The religious leaders around the world have expressed their well wishes and prayers for Pope Francis as he recovers in the hospital. In fact, the family of a baby baptized by the Pope at the end of March sent a poster to Pope Francis. Now, Pope Francis had baptized Miguel Angel when he visited the pediatric oncology ward, Jameli Hospital, while he was hospitalized for a lung infection. The poster said, we just want to thank you for blessing our brother and wish from the bottom of our hearts that you get better. Ah, oh, it's very nice. And apparently uh, many of the children from Jamelli Hospital sent him get yeah, well cards. That's great. Well, the Washington County Sheriff's Office and other municipal partners are alerting the community of a potentially dangerous batch of drugs circulating the streets. In the past five days, the Sheriff's Office, along with the Beaverton and Hillsborough Police Departments, have responded to 15 overdoses, all of which are likely related to fentanyl use. Out of the 15 overdoses, four ended in deaths. Six overdoses and one death were in Beaverton. One overdose fatality was in Hillsborough, and five overdoses and two fatalities were in unincorporated Washington County. Four arrests have now been made in the case. In April, Portland police reported 11 overdoses in one night, three of them fatal. Six weeks later, Portland police warned of a potentially bad batch of drugs making the rounds after eight more suspected overdoses occurred in the city in over just a few Mm. days. I was listening to, I believe it was a Beaverton police officer on the news last night, and he was saying, if you are ingesting something off of the streets and you don't know what it is, you're literally taking the life in your own hands. I, as a mother, and you're a parent too, you just, you tell your kids these stories and I relay them. There is never an amount that is okay to take. No. 
No, just don't. Just don't start. Say no. Be strong. Know who you are. Just, mm-hmm. yeah, it, this is uh, dangerous stuff. Well, at the Portland Police Bureau's training facility Thursday, staffers used a drone to capture aerial photos and measurements of a fake car crash. Sergeant Jim Dufresne will oversee the PPB's new drone program was made possible by city council members who recently signed off on a year long pilot project that kicked off in April. Sergeant Dufresne said PPB will use the drones for traffic accidents and crime scene reconstruction, search and rescue, examining possible explosives and looking for armed suspects. Approximately 16 police staffers have been trained to fly the fleet of a half dozen or so drones. Sergeant Dufresne said it was about time because local other local agencies have already adopted them. Well, when the year-long pilot project wraps up in the first quarter of next year, well, P- the police bureau will evaluate the program. They'll look at things like how often they put the drones in the air and how much time they saved in doing so. Then they'll present those facts to Portland City Council and make some recommendations for moving forward. Well, former President Donald Trump said last night that he was indicted for mishandling classified documents at his Florida estate. It's a development that makes him the first former president in U.S. history to face criminal charges by the federal government that he once oversaw. The Justice Department did not immediately confirm the indictment publicly, but two people familiar with the situation said the indictment included seven criminal counts. Within 20 minutes of his announcement, Trump began fundraising off it for his 2024 presidential campaign while declaring his innocence in a video. Case adds to deepening legal jeopardy for Trump, who has already been indicted in New York and faces additional investigations in Washington and Atlanta that also could lead to criminal charges. Well, a federal magistrate has ordered that former Oregon Governor Kate Brown can be deposed in a class action lawsuit specifically regarding her role in how the state responded to the coronavirus pandemic inside its prisons. It's the first time a current or former Oregon governor has been ordered to sit for deposition in a civil case related to policy decisions during their time in office. The litigation, first filed in April of 2020, represents a massive financial liability for the state. The lawsuit covers about 5,000 people who were in custody at one of the state's prison and contracted COVID-19. A separate wrongful death class action covers the estates of 45 others who were in prison the time they died from the disease. A spokesperson for the Oregon Department of Justice confirmed Thursday that the state plans to appeal the judge's decision to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. And in sports, college baseball playoffs resume tonight as the University of Oregon hosts Oral Roberts in a super regional matchup at PK Park in Eugene. First pitch at 5 o'clock and televised on ESPNU. So the 16 super regionals around the country are a best of three series with eight winners advancing to the College World Series that begins a week from today in Omaha, Nebraska. Stanford is the only other Pac-12 team in the super regionals. The Cardinal hosts Texas. The Ducks and Oral Roberts will play again tomorrow evening at 6 p.m. and again on Sunday providing neither team sweeps the first two games. Last time Oregon advanced to the Super Regionals was in 2012. 
When you're facing spiritual warfare, it's good to have a few physical items with you that can remind you of God's protection and of the victory he's already won. They serve as reminders of your faith, providing comfort and strength whenever you need it. Here are four things you need when you feel you are under spiritual attack. First, holy water. Bless yourself, your home, your family, your car. Just keep it with you at all times. You can purchase a, a holy water bottle from any one of our local Catholic bookstores, take it to church, and you can fill that up on a regular basis. Keep with you close the Word of God. That's our Bible. For the Word of God is a living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing the division of soul and of spirit, of joints, and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. That comes right from the Bible in Hebrews. The rosary it is a powerful weapon to put the demons to flight and to keep oneself from sin, so says Pope Pius XI. And keep a saint card or a medal. If you are suffering for your faith in Christ, the lives of the saints will console you and encourage yours and make you bold and give you wisdom and your torments will be changed into joy. If you are in any temptation, the lives of the saints will help you overcome it both now and forever, says St. Justin. You know what I never leave home without? That St. Michael medal. That St. Michael medal right there. There it is. Always around it. I wear my uh, miraculous medal. I think I have uh, medals on the kids' keychains. It was on their backpacks. I even put like a a medal, a car medal that clips to the visor of their car just as to that protection when they are on the roads. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this Saturday at 7.30 is Corpus Christi Procession in Beaverton happening at St. Cecilia's Catholic Church. 7.30 is the Rosary in the Church, 8 o'clock is Mass, and then the procession follows. There are also Corpus Christi Processions on Sunday, St. Alice in Springfield, St. Mary's in Mount Angel, St. Paul's in Silverton, St. Mary's in Portland, Christ the King in Milwaukee. You can find more details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com. And we are going to talk with a wonderful artist coming up. You'll hear from her right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including True North Retirement Advisors, a clear path to financial freedom. With decades of experience, True North Retirement Advisors helps business owners exit their business and retire with financial security. Information on how to get started with the business exit strategy plan and scheduling a no-cost consultation is available online at truenorthretirementadvisors.com. Please join me, Father Gabriel Mosier, as we pray the divine praises. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Blessed be God. Blessed be His holy name. Blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be His most sacred heart. Blessed be His most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit, the Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary Most Holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God, 
in his angels, and in his saints. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Dei Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Saturday at 7.43 at Mater Day Radio woke up to surprising showers this morning. And so good see showers throughout the afternoon today. A high of pretty cool, 65 degrees, 20% chance of showers overnight tonight, low of 53. And then for Saturday, looking pretty nice, actually. Decreasing clouds back up to 77. Sunday, sunny, 83. All right. Well, currently it is 55 degrees at the Pastoral Center right here in Portland. And 55 degrees at St. Jude Church in Eugene. Well, are you on a path of discovery and finding the goodness and beauty of the traditional Latin mass? Well, if you are a beginner trying to learn and and really introduce yourself into the Latin Missal, or perhaps, well, maybe you've got a little one standing next to you who really can't understand what's happening and they could sure use a little bit of help. There is a wonderful new book out through Tan Books. It's called Sanctus, 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 an introductory Latin Missal for children. While the words on the pages of the book are ancient, well, the illustrations, brand new and sure to keep that very young child looking page after page at what is happening in the Latin Mass. Joining me today is the illustrator of the book, Adelie Hude. Adelie, thanks so much for joining us on the Morning Blend today. Thank you, Brenda. It's so wonderful to be here. The illustrations are so incredible. And we know for young children, sometimes following along, or in this case, looking at Latin, following it in English can be difficult. But you have just created these beautiful illustrations inspired by the parts of the Mass. Share with our listeners first, when you realized this love of sacred art and how you began to develop that God-given talent. Well, I have the Holy Spirit entirely to thank I've uh, had a, a love of art my whole life. I started drawing as soon as I could hold a crayon, and um, I earned my uh, BA from Cal State Long Beach and studied art there. But uh, really it was, gosh, about 10 years ago that I started feeling the call away from secular art to sacred art, and um, and at first I kind of dismissed it. I thought, oh, no, I, you know, I have a following in this secular world, very small one, and it would be hard to start over again, but the Lord nudged me. He had me enter a, a sacred art painting contest, and I just fell in love and eventually told my husband, do you mind if I start over and just do sacred art? And he was 100% for it. 
Oh, that artwork is something that you are going to find in the new book illustrated by Adelie. It is out by 10 books. Sanctus, Sanctus, Sanctus. This is a missile, kind of a beginner's missile. You just turn page by page. You're going to find the Latin words followed by the English translation in them. Adelie, you are a resident of beautiful Camas, Washington, locally here. When you attend St. Stephen's Parish in Portland, you discovered a love of the Latin Mass. How did that come to happen? Well, it all began with my husband. And, uh, well, we, we actually had been to a Latin Mass at the Proto-Cathedral years back and thought it was beautiful, but we didn't really know that it's it was going on regularly anywhere. And um, he started reading more about it when things were closed down during the pandemic. And he said, you know, we really should check this out. And we were a little afraid because we were very involved with our, our parish here in Camas. But he went and was moved to tears. He's like, you have to go. And so I went the next week because our son was pretty young then. And um, so I went and just uh, fell in love. I was very confused, but it was so lovely. We just kept having to go back and Eventually, we decided this this needs to be our full time home. We were we were absolutely smitten. God had called us there. Well, it is a beautiful opportunity for you to read more about the Latin Mass and for your children to really examine and look at these beautiful images on the page that go right along with the Mass. I look at these pictures in here, Adelie, and I feel like I've been in that parish before. And I know all of our parishes do have a similar design. Was there an inspiration or a place that you sat and looked when you were making these illustrations? Yes, actually, they um, were inspired by two proto-cathedrals, the one in Vancouver and also uh, the one in Dublin, Ireland, because uh, my husband and I were able to travel there 10 years ago, and I I just took pictures everywhere of all the the lovely churches and cathedrals and just kind of combined those two for my Sanctus. Cathedral. <laughs> oh, well, it is wonderful to have a proto-cathedral. And for our listeners unfamiliar, across the river in Vancouver is the proto-cathedral of St. James the Greater. Way back when in the history of the Archdiocese of Seattle, it was the Diocese of Nisqually. And the bishop's chair was right there in Vancouver at St. James. And so, hence now the term the Proto-Cathedral. I encourage our listeners, maybe spend a Sunday and make a little mini pilgrimage over there. I'm talking today with Adelie Hude. She is the illustrator of a new introductory Latin missal for children. It is titled Sanctus, Sanctus, Sanctus. Let's open up some of these pages of the book. Of course, as I said earlier in our interview, the words, well, you didn't come up with those. Those are ancient, but the illustrations you you pulled together so beautifully and tell our listeners a little bit about kind of how each image goes along with what's happening because there's the confidior, of course, with the saints and angels looking down upon them, the beautiful consecration of the mass where we see the priest ad orientum. Just tell our listeners a little bit more about some of these pages. I think that uh, learners of the Latin mass, they could find a lot of information in these books. Oh, definitely. Um, I think Anyone who goes to any Mass probably could find some um, help, at least with learning about the heavenly realities, because that was actually the main impetus of, of the book, because for years, I I didn't know what was going on behind the veil. I thought, okay, you go to church, you're praying to God, He's in heaven, you're down here, but I didn't realize it was heaven meeting earth. It was uh, reading 
Scott Hahn's book, The Supper of the Lamb in 2006, that really opened up my eyes about that. And so I wanted to share that with more people, and eventually it, it became this book. So I, I tried really hard to show, you know, what's going on that we see, but then sometimes when you turn the page, you you get those glimpses of what's mm. going on in heaven at the same time. That is actually what is happening. And it, you do illustrate this beautifully. I love all the images, but there are two very specific ones that stand out, at least to me. Of course, the part of the Mass where we sing the Sanctus, the Holy, Holy, Holy. This image is incredible because, as you said, behind the veil, what you see is the Trinity, the saints, the angels, and then... Well, the altar servers are right there. Is that what you mean behind opening up this veil and making what is invisible visible in the pages of these books? Yes, definitely. And I mean, that page, it just came to me. It needed to, I needed to show all heaven breaking loose <laughs> and because that, that's what's happening during the Mass. And I, I was really trying very hard to capture that. And of course, that source and summit of our faith, the beautiful consecration of the Eucharist brought forward. And again, the illustration, you do it so beautifully. Not only do we get a glimpse of the gospel writers, the the wings, the six wings of angels, and of course, the beautiful blood pouring out from Christ to us. Did it feel difficult I mean, did you feel like you're you're trying to represent well these images and also bring forward a beauty and truth that speaks to children? Did you feel maybe some responsibility here in creating this art? Definitely. Um, I'd actually been thinking about this this project for a long time, and it's gone through a few different iterations. And when I decided that I, I needed to make it about the Latin Mass, I turn to traditional art. There's a lot of beautiful woodcuts from the late 1800s, early 1900s that depicted all these things. And I didn't realize that Catholics used to know about these realities. And so you would see similar designs. I just took a lot of inspiration from that and tried to put my own spin a little bit on it, but not too much because I wanted to be faithful to the tradition. Oh, and faithful you were. Those are some of the illustrations you're going to find in Adelie's book that she illustrated. Sanctus, 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 an introductory Latin missal for children. It is available through Tan Books. Well, Adelie, it's wonderful. Of course, a talent like yours must be spread to everyone. And you actually have opportunity for people. They can purchase the book, but they can also purchase other items through your website. Tell the listeners a little bit about what you have available. Oh, thanks. Um, I have on my website, brightandholy.com, a large selection of uh, those high quality vinyl stickers. I've been designing them for a few years and also um, 18 by 24 posters and various designs that you can order digital art too, like printable coloring pages, that sort of thing. Oh, well, perfect. Well, they can color right along with reading the book. And of course, in the back of your book, you offer a few little blank pages to let kids explore their own ability to uh, make beautiful, sacred art. Adelie, it is wonderful to talk to you. I really appreciate your time. And thank you so much for sharing this book with us today. You're very welcome, Brenda. Thank you so much for having me on. 
And again, that is Adelie Hude. So the name of the book again, Sanctus, Sanctus, Sanctus. It is out by Tan Books. I'm sure you could also go to any one of our wonderful Catholic bookstores in the area and they'd be able to get a copy for yourself. I will include a link to Adelie's webpage that she was talking about and you can see more of what she has to offer. You're going to find that link on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com. And of course, the Hail Mary media app. And it is 7.54 at Mater Day Radio. Well, of course, the weekend is coming up. Maybe you're going to be doing a little garage cleaning. Maybe you have an old vehicle in that garage you'd like to get rid of. How about Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program? If it's an old car, a truck, a boat, motorcycle, RV, you can donate that vehicle to Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program. Just go to our website, click on the Get Involved menu, Vehicle Donation. It'll take you to the main page. All the information is there, just a couple of forms to fill out. You're good to go. Quick and easy and a likely tax deduction for you as well. It's Mater Day Radio's Vehicle Donation Program on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Support for Modern Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. What do you get when you cross a Catholic radio show host and a permanent deacon? A match made in heaven. I'm Deacon Scott Aiken from the Archdiocese of Seattle. And I'm Brenda Aiken from The Morning Blend. Work and family life can be hectic. We understand, and together we'll find God's grace. We may not always agree, but we are always faithful. Listen on Friday evenings at 7.30 and Sunday evenings at 6 as we share stories about our faith, our family, and our view from the pew. Right here on Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Some are morning people. (sighs) Others are not. Either way, we help start your day off right. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. 757 at Mater Day Radio, and the weather experts say it's officially here. We'll tell you who arrived in the news. And Pope Francis, well, we pray he recovers quickly because his itinerary for World Youth Day has been released got a very busy schedule. I'll tell you about it coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Ethan with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. Today we celebrate the feast of Blessed Anna Maria Taigi, a woman who was not just a wife and a mother, but also a prophetess. Anna Maria was born in 1769 in Siena, Italy. 
the family moved to Rome after her father's business failed, where she was taught and received her confirmation. When she was 20 years old, she married. Her husband, Demencio, was far from perfect. While he was pious and well-meaning, his manners were wild and his temper short. His rash behavior made their marriage difficult at times. Shortcomings aside, however, he adored his wife and doted on her a great deal. As it turned out, Anna Maria wasn't a paragon of virtue herself. She was kind and dutiful, but also worldly and vain. She was happy to show off by going to mass decked out in jewels and finery gifted to her by her husband. In time, Anna Maria realized how self-absorbed she was becoming and wished to repent. She went to a neighboring church confessional, broke into tears and said, Father, you have at your feet a great sinner. The priest was confused, and when she confessed her sins, he thought she was overreacting. He presented her with absolution and curtly sent her out, leaving her more troubled than before. Anna Maria visited the confessional of the church where she had been married, where she met Father Angelo Verandi. Father Angelo recognized her, and he heard a voice tell him that Anna Maria was being called to sanctity. He welcomed her warmly and told her how much the Lord loved her. This marked the beginning of a dramatic transformation in her life. With the guidance of Father Angelo, Anna Maria began to change her ways. She became hyper-aware of all of her sins and at points punished herself physically, behavior which Father Angelo condemned. He told her that she was a wife and mother and her energy should be devoted to her family, not subjecting herself to severe penance. Happily, her husband Demencio supported her. He recognized how close she had become to God, and when she asked for permission to wear simple clothes instead of the finery he had given her, he agreed wholeheartedly. Anna Maria began to hear the voice of God speaking to her, giving her guidance, and in 1790, her call to holiness took the form of a unique miracle. She received a vision of a blazing sun, which remained with her always. Looking into this sun, she bore witness to many things, the thoughts and secrets of others, the suffering of people around the world, and even knowledge of the future. Through this miracle, she prophesied a great deal. She foretold the very brief pontificate of Pope Pius VIII and recognized the man who would succeed him. Her otherworldly knowledge prompted many to ask her for guidance, even when she herself did not understand some of what she saw. In 1836, she fell ill with a persistent fever. From her bed, she said farewell to those who visited her and died days later. She was beatified in 1920. Anna Maria was not a nun, nor was she in a position of power. She was a simple housewife who rose above her pride and vanity. It didn't take a prophecy for her to change her life. She did it by making a conscious effort and being open to the will of God. Blessed Anna Maria Taiji, pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to pray with Mater Day Radio, please download our free Hail Mary Media app. Details at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. In your news this hour, the Holy See Press Office released Pope Francis' schedule for the 2023 World Youth Day to take place from the 1st to the 6th of August in Lisbon, Portugal. Over 400,000 young people have already registered to take part in the event. In a video message released earlier in the month, Pope Francis said that the desire of these young people to travel to the Portuguese capital later this year fills him with joy. His itinerary lays out like this, David. Wednesday the 2nd is his arrival in Portugal. He will meet with the Prime Minister, then celebrate Vespers at the Monastery of St. Jerome with bishops, priests, deacons, consecrated men and women and seminarians. 
on Thursday the 3rd. It's a welcoming ceremony for World Youth Day. On the 4th, it is the Way of the Cross with young people. Some young people will also receive the Sacrament of Reconciliation from the Pope. On Saturday the 5th is a visit to Fatima and the World Youth Day Vigil. The Shrine of Our Lady of Fatima will be visited by the Pope in the morning of Saturday the 5th. Then Pope Francis will leave Lisbon by helicopter for the Fatima Stadium at 8 a.m. And at 9.30, we'll pray the Holy Rosary with the sick young people, the Chapel of Apparitions. And around noon, he is scheduled to return to the capital. Then on Sunday the 6th, is Holy Mass in the morning and then return to the Vatican. So wow. prayers that he has wow. a restful recovery and that he is prepared to well greet so many people ready to see him in Lisbon. Does he leave any time to make it to Nazareth? Uh, I don't know, but okay. you know, you never know. I mean, it's it's not too far. I think that's it's true. like an hour and a half from right. Lisbon. So maybe okay. big waves this that's, time of year. Not so many. Yeah, probably not so much. Well, not that you have been waiting for its arrival, but it's now here. I'm talking about El Nino. Oh, it is official. Yes. On Thursday, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's Climate Prediction Center announced that Pacific Ocean conditions have heated enough to usher in El Nino's presence. Now, the last time El Nino was observed was from late 2018 through the first half of 2019. So in general, an El Nino pattern favors a more active storm track farther south across the U.S. and drier weather across northern areas. So during the winter, El Nino can promote wet weather across California and the Gulf Coast, while much of the central and midwestern U.S. tends to experience milder weather with less frequent snow. This El Nino is a sharp turnaround from the past three years when its cooler counterpart, La Nina reigned supreme over the Pacific Ocean. So it's been three years since. Three years yeah. of a La Nina. Yeah. And they say El Nino will bring more wet weather to the southern area, mm-hmm. which we know just this past uh, winter alone, they've got the good share of it's gonna say. water. Yeah. Here's an unusual story coming out of Texas. Charges and counter charges of illegal activity have further escalated a bitter public dispute between the Diocese of Fort Worth and a monastery of Carmelite nuns in Arlington, Texas. In the latest volley in what has become a protracted legal and public relations battle was launched by the diocese on Wednesday when it released a pair of photographs that purportedly show cannabis and marijuana products inside the monastery, the Most Holy Trinity. Diocesan spokesman Pat Scavina said in Wednesday's release that the diocese is in communication with the Arlington Police Department regarding serious concerns that it has regarding the use of marijuana and edibles in the monastery. Well, the monastery's attorney, Matthew Bobo, denied the allegations related to drug use, calling them absolutely ridiculous and without merit. Well, hours before the diocese released the photos to the press, the monastery's attorney announced the Arlington Police Department and the Tarrant County Sheriff's Office have launched a criminal investigation of the actions taken against the Carmelite Monastery, the Most Holy Trinity, by the diocese and Fort Worth Bishop Michael Olson. This is a real public battle. It's getting a lot of attention there in the diocese. And so... 
Hopefully, maybe what we need to do is uh, have a coming together, <laughs> yes, I think. that would be nice. In a, in a Catholic way. Yes, exactly. Well, add Ashland to the growing list of Oregon cities that are considering a ban on the use of natural gas. The Ashland City Council on Tuesday directed staff to craft an ordinance that would bar natural gas hookups in new residential construction. city also hopes to eventually draft a similar ordinance for commercial and industrial buildings and for building remodels. The effort is to reduce greenhouse gas emissions and improve indoor air quality. The proposal for an Ashland gas ban came from the city's youth, according to city officials. In March, 400 students marched out of Ashland High School as part of a statewide climate protest. They later presented a natural gas ban proposal to the Ashland City Council. So in Eugene, residents will vote on a natural gas ban in November. Corvallis and Milwaukee also considering bans. Wow, that's incredible. I have a gas range in my home. I love it. I yeah, would be yeah. Uh, yeah, disappointed to not be able to use that. But yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. It's not going to affect existing yes, s- sure. construction. It's yeah. only new construction. Just new construction. Right. It is an ancient species, but the Pacific lamprey have survived five mass extinction events. Now population of these fish found in the Columbia River are facing a sharp downturn. Before 1970, counters at Bonneville Dam annually tallied more than 106,000 adult Pacific lampreys. Well, recently... The counts diminished to about 30,000 fish. Now, like other fish in the Columbia River, Pacific lamprey populations are declining from habitat degradation, passage barriers, and shifting water quality, whether through pollution or rising temperatures. U.S. Fish and Wildlife researchers have even published an academic report touching on the imperativeness of dispelling public rejection of native lampreys in the Pacific Northwest. Now, State Wildlife Action Plan identifies the lamprey as critically imperiled. Now, Pacific lampreys are important to regional tribes who serve this fish alongside salmon during ceremonies. According to the Columbia River Intertribal Fish Commission, tribes of the Columbia River Basin were also the first to recognize the need to advocate for lampreys. Uh, if you head into your favorite uh, sushi restaurant, you order unagi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's eel. Oh, yeah. Have you I ever don't know s- if it's yeah. Pacific lamprey, but okay. it is eel. Have you ever seen a lamprey? Absolutely 100%, David. I know a whole lot yes. about lamprey because uh, working with tribal communities in, in uh, when we lived in California, I learned how to uh, prepare a lamprey for barbecue. No kidding. Yeah. Oh, you got to take that cord out of their back. They don't have a spine. They don't have bones. Yeah. Uh, they have a cord down their back uh, and you have to take it out. Otherwise, it just rolls right, right. up like a roll of tape. Yeah. Interesting. In sports, Game 4, the NBA Championship Finals set for tonight in Miami as the Heat host Denver. Now, the Nuggets grabbed a 2-1 to lead in the series thanks to their road win Wednesday evening. Tip-off tonight at 5.30 on ABC. Well, the team is almost unbeatable. University of Oklahoma women's softball team won its third straight national championship last night, defeating Florida State 3-1. to That's seven total titles for the Sooners who finished the year with an unheard of record of 61 and 1. What? That is incredible. 61 61 and 1. One loss. Yeah. 
Incredible. That is, that is an amazing record when you think about it, all those games played. Uh, so I, that obviously that's the best in Division One history. Only UCLA and Arizona out of the Pac-12 have more titles. But uh, the way the University of Oklahoma is going, man, I don't know if they're going to lose. That, they've got something figured out. Yeah. These collegiate softball players, these women are incredible. Oh, yeah, and it is a really fun game to watch. I can't believe it. 61-1. and one. <laughs> Good for them. Phenomenal. Well, a fourth-century state no saint known as the Harp of the Holy Spirit supposedly had an awful voice, but worshipped God in song anyway. And today's saint, Saint Ephraim the Syrian, may have been one of the most creative and prolific writers and composers in all of church history. Evidence indicates that Ephraim was indeed raised by pious parents, whether they were rich or poor is of no consequence. It also seems that early on in life, he was known for having quick temper, being a bit hasty and impulsive in his decisions. Once was even accused of stealing a sheep thrown into jail. Ironically, though, of that crime, he was actually innocent. Realizing that his freedom was a gift from God, he went into the mountains and joined the hermits. And soon Ephraim came under the influence of St. James of Nisibis and became one of his disciples. Ephraim stayed obedient to St. James until his death in the year 338. And that's when Ephraim went into a monastery near the city of Edessa. And while in Edessa, Ephraim was ordained a deacon. But he declined to become a priest. He had a true gift as a writer and his words delved deeply into scripture, displaying a great knowledge of the subject, even wrote about redemption and was able to explain realistically the connection between humanity and redemption. On October 5th, 1920, Pope Benedict XV declared St. Ephraim a doctor of the church. From one of Ephraim's hymns comes these words spoken at that uh, announcement. You, Jesus alone, and your mother are more beautiful than any others, for there is no blemish in you nor any stains upon your mother. Mm. St. Ephraim, pray, pray for, for us. us. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This Sunday at 5 o'clock is Emmanuel Concert at our Lady of Lords Catholic Church in Vancouver. All ticket proceeds will be used to fund this year's Vacation Bible School held the week of July 24th to the 28th. So take a musical walk through scripture as it points to our Messiah. Featured vocalist is Rebecca Lancaster and Deacon Dave Robinson going to be assisting on the drums. You can find more details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Hey, we're going to touch base with Scott Kerman at the Blanche House. Going to hear about the Blanche Farm right after the forecast. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including University of Portland. 
dedicated to excellence and innovation in the classroom. Ranked as one of the top colleges in the West by U.S. News & World Report, the University of Portland is home to robust undergraduate and graduate programs in its Colleges of Arts and Sciences and its Schools of Business, Education, Engineering, and Nursing. Learn more at up.edu. No matter where your summer travels take you, Matraday Radio is always there. Our Hail Mary Media app is the perfect road trip companion. You're always a click away from a treasury of uplifting prayers, including live liturgy of the hours from the Benedictine monks at Mount Angel Abbey and a customized schedule of your own daily prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also features a stream of Matraday Radio's live broadcast and podcast of all our original shows and new programming not available on the radio. Plus, you can jump into all the exciting summertime activities on the interactive community calendar, the latest Catholic news, and much more. Join the thousands of listeners who are moving through the summer with the Hail Mary Media app. Download it today. Search Hail Mary Media in the App Store, Google Play, or go to MontredayRadio.com for all the details. Wherever you go this summer, you're never far from the Hail Mary Media app and Monterey Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 814 Day Radio. Well, surprising a little rain out there today. 70% chance of rain throughout the day today. High of 65 degrees. That decreases to 40% tonight. Low of 53. And then for Saturday, decreasing clouds. A high of 77. Currently 54 degrees at St. Philip's Catholic Church in Woodland. And 55 degrees at St. Luke Church in Woodburn. Well, as we roll into the spring and summer, many folks are out working in their gardens, planting vegetables, tending to their flowers, or maybe even they have a few animals they're taking care of. The same holds true for the men at the Blanche Farm. It's a special place that brings peace to those who encounter the land there. Give us some insight into the farm program is the executive director of the Blanche House in Northwest Portland, Scott Kerman, and he joins us this morning. Great to talk with you, Scott. Always good to talk to you, David. Good morning to you and Brenda and to everybody listening today. Well, I first, as we as we talk about the Blanche Farm, I, I guess first just give our listeners kind of an overview of the farm, where it's at, and the lay of the land out there. Oh, yeah, thank you. I love talking about the farm because there are a lot of people in this community, even if they are well aware of Blanche House and, and the amazing service that we provide in downtown Portland, um, don't always know that we have this farm uh, program out in Carleton, Oregon, which is just outside of Newburgh. It really is a one-of-a-kind program. Um, there are maybe one or two other programs like it in the country, and that is a farm-based program that helps people with addiction recover from that addiction. And um, what the magic of the farm is that uh, the environment is beautiful. Um, anybody who's been out in, in Yamhill County knows just how idyllic it can be. It's quiet and peaceful, but they also get to work the farm. They get to care for our animals, and they get to tend to our gardens and trees and uh, fruit gardens and vegetable gardens. It, it really is a special place. Yeah, how, how many acres out on the farm? Do you know? Yeah, we have about 60 acres. Wow. We have we have a lot of property. Now, a lot of that is um, wooded. Uh, we have a lot of timber there. Uh, we have a small little pond. And um, but and we also have a lot of feed, uh, fields that provide you know hay for our program and and for for other uh, program other farms in in the community. We have a great relationship 
uh, with a lot of farmers in, in Yamhill County and, and around our location. Uh, that's wonderful. I don't know how long the farm has been out there, because obviously the Blanchet House has, has been around for decades. Is the farm that old as well? Yeah, the farm is, is just uh, 10 years junior. Uh, we, we purchased that property in 1962. Uh, and, you know, and the farm has gone through a number of different iterations over that, that those years, but um, what it's really become is a program designed to help men with addiction. So we run it um, as a 12-step program. We have AA and NA meetings. Um, we are very connected to the recovery community and the AA community in Yamhill County. And um, it's, it's a one-of-a-kind, again, a one-of-a-kind program because it's, it's a peer-supported community. It's, it's men with addiction supporting other men with addiction. And uh, our farm manager there, Ross, who's, who's been with the farm for more than a decade, started as a resident. He was in the program, uh, and it just turned his life around, and he's such a, a capable and authentic leader of this program. No, it's wonderful. And in fact, looking at the website, again, you can go to blanchehouse.org and you have a whole section on the Blanche farm. You get a chance to see some wonderful photos there and, and read a little bit more about the program at the Blanche farm. And it really is broad based. I, I mean, you're talking in looking woodworking, animal care, beekeeping, gardening. I mean, it's it's really amazing. It, 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 there are so many different aspects to the experience that guys can have. Um, the beekeeping program, we have a, a, a amateur beekeeper. Uh, her name is Katie, and um, she came to us um, about two, uh, two years ago, maybe three years ago, and uh, we worked together to start this amazing beekeeping program. And, and what an experience it is. I'll, I'll tell you, David, you're not getting me in the bee suit. <laughs> Um, I, I, no way, I'm too chicken. Um, but what an opportunity for for these guys to really gain confidence, yeah, and to learn some you know some important skills. I mean, beekeeping is truly an art and a science, and we produce um, honey, and it's it's delicious. Um, the the wood shop gives them an opportunity, uh, whether they have experience uh, with woodcrafts or not, um, to be creative. And it's really about you know boredom is deadly for right. people with addiction. Mm. And so it's about it's about keeping them busy, giving them things to do, giving them new experiences, giving them creative outlets. And again, it's the opportunity to care for our animals. I should say we we don't we don't slaughter any of our animals. Right. They are only there for therapeutic purposes. We have pigs and chickens and goats, um, other animals as well and uh, it's 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 such a magical experience for for our program uh, residents to care for these animals and develop those relationships with the animals. Uh, that's fantastic. We're speaking with Scott Kerman. He's the executive director at the Blanche House in Northwest Portland about the Blanche Farm. Now, tell me, I understand you're going through a fundraising project and doing some upgrades to the farm. What's happening out there? Well, I've just spent a few minutes telling everybody how magical and wonderful the farm is, and this week I tore it all down. Oh, yeah, there you <laughs> I go. I mean, I'm being facetious. Sure. We did. We we demolished the dormitory and program and living facility um, that had been in place since the 1960s. Uh, we frankly, we ran out of duct tape. We yes. really couldn't keep it together anymore. Um, but don't worry. We still have residents there. We've set up a nice temporary um, you know, facility for them um, to continue to live and, and to, uh, uh, to uh, 
participate in our program. But we're building a brand new 14,000 square foot dormitory and program facility, and it's it's just going to be it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be such a dignified and vibrant and and trauma informed place for the the men in this program to live and to um, really work on their recovery. Uh, that is fantastic. So are you taking donations? Can people help? Yeah, we, 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 are, we are running a capital campaign. Um, this project is going to probably, when it's all said and done, run us about $9 million. So it's not a small venture at all. And, uh, and so we're raising, we're raising that funding. We're not receiving any, any state or county funding um, in support of this effort. And so this is going to be like pretty much everything we do. Right. Um, thanks to the generosity of people in, in our community, we've already received um, some amazing donations from um, foundations. We have something very exciting. We have a, a, um, a very generous grant from um, PGE to create a solar farm. Wow. Um, and so the new, the new building will be uh, about 90% solar electric. Oh, that is wonderful. So again, if you're interested and you want to learn more, go to the Blanchet House's website. It's blanchethouse.org. There's an opportunity to donate there. You can see information about the farm. Again, a wonderful program, some great photographs and information about the farm. Scott, great to learn more about it. All the best with the farm, the capital campaign. I know it's going to go fantastic. I appreciate that, David. Uh, uh, you know, we'll have to have you out there and, uh, and, and, and come visit our animals. I'll get in that bee suit. Okay, okay. That's, uh, you hear that, Brenda? That's, I'm that's coming. I want to see the pig. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Scott Kerman, Executive Director of the Blanchet House, Northwest Portland's Old Town. Great to talk with you, Scott. God bless. God bless you as well. It is 8.23 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, we got a big weekend ahead, another feast day. It is the Feast of Corpus Christi. Head over to our webpage, materdayradio.com. Right on the top of the page, you will see a button that says Corpus Christi. And if you enter into that menu, well, you're going to find all kinds of events that are happening specifically for this weekend. In fact, there are many of the processions taking place, and you can find all of the churches listed both Saturday and Sunday. 24-hour adoration at St. Michael's Church, that was going on. And also a Eucharistic Miracles exhibit happening in Aloha. That began yesterday, running all the way through the 11th. So if you are wanting to join in in one of the beautiful processions with uh, community members and, of course, our precious body of our Lord, well, go no further than Mater Day Radio. Again, you're going to find that Corpus Christi procession list at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard someone say, Christians have committed some of the worst atrocities in history, far worse than the supposed savages and heathens that they converted to Christianity. Well, G.K. Chesterton says, 
It is very right to rebuke our religion for falling short of our own standards and ideals. But it's absurd to pretend that Christianity fell lower than other religions that professed the very opposite standards and ideals. In other words, the savages and heathens have had some pretty savage and heathen ideas and practices from minor maltreatment all the way to human sacrifice. Chesterton says the Christian has not been worse than the heathen in an absolute sense. The Christian is only worse because it is his business to be better. Want more than a minute? Visit our website, chesterton.org. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend, on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. A warning from local officers about street drugs and mm. overdoses. We'll have the details in the news. And a good sign of recovery is a good appetite. Pope Francis, on the road to recovery, has his breakfast in a chair while reading the newspaper. I'll have more on his recovery coming up in three minutes. Here is Dan Francis no other name. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
That is Dan Francis and no other name. It is 8.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Pope Francis is steadily improving two days after he underwent abdominal surgery to correct an incisional hernia, according to Vatican spokesman. Matteo Brunei said the Pope rested during the night and in the morning, was able to eat breakfast and move from his hospital bed to an armchair. He added that Pope Francis was able to read the newspaper and do a little work. Pope Francis underwent a three-hour surgery for an incisional hernia on June 7th. A team of surgeons removed scar tissue and operated on a hernia in the Pope's abdominal wall, the site of a previous surgical incision. Religious leaders around the world have expressed their well wishes and prayers for Pope Francis as he recovers in the hospital. Also, a family of a baby baptized by Pope Francis the end of March sent a poster to him. Francis baptized Miguel Angel when he visited the pediatric oncology ward of Jameli Hospital while he was hospital for a lung infection. They said, we just want to thank you for blessing our brother and wish from the bottom of our hearts that you get better. That certainly sounds encouraging, though, that he it was does. up already and, yeah. And and up and able to, to have a little bit of bright yeah. eating is a big thing. You know, sure. So often, especially elder, they don't want to eat anything mm-hmm. when they're not feeling good. So yeah. it's good that he uh, perhaps is heeding the advice of his doctors. Absolutely. Well, the Washington County Sheriff's Office and other municipal partners are alerting the community of a potentially dangerous batch of drugs circulating the streets. In the past five days, the Sheriff's Office, along with the Beaverton and Hillsborough Police Departments, have responded to 15 overdoses, all of which are related to fentanyl use likely. Now, out of the 15 overdoses, four ended in deaths. Six overdoses and one death were in Beaverton. One overdose fatality was in Hillsborough. And five overdoses and two fatalities were in unincorporated Washington County. Four arrests have now been made in the case. So back in April, Portland police reported 11 overdoses in one night, three of them fatal. Six weeks later, Portland police warned of a potentially bad batch of drugs making the rounds after eight more suspected overdoses occurred in the city in just over a few days. So a very big concern Mm. right now out there. At the Portland Police Bureau training facility Thursday, staffers used a drone to capture aerial photos and measurements of a fake traffic crash. Sergeant Jim Dufresne will oversee the new drone program that was made possible by city council members who recently signed off on a year-long pilot project that kicked off in April. Sergeant Dufresne said the Portland Police Bureau will use the drones for traffic accidents and crime scene reconstruction, search and rescue, examining possible explosives, and looking for armed suspects. Approximately 16 police staffers have been trained to fly the fleet of about half a dozen or so drones. Sergeant Dufresne said it was about time. Other local agencies have already adopted them. When the year-long pilot project wraps up in the first quarter of next year, they will evaluate the program and look at things like how often they put the drones in the air and how much time they saved in doing so. They'll then present those facts to the Portland City Council and make some recommendations for moving forward. 
So it's amazing how far drones have come along and oh. what they're being used for now. Law enforcement, we talked, uh, I think it was a couple weeks ago, about in firefighting to identify fires. Exactly. In the forest and now in sporting events. Aerial shots from drones. It's just, yeah. They're going to put the Goodyear blimp out of business. (laughs) I think they are. That's true. Well, former President Donald Trump said last night he was indicted for mishandling classified documents at his Florida estate. It's a development that makes him the first former president in U.S. history to face criminal charges by the federal government that he once oversaw. The Justice Department did not immediately confirm the indictment publicly, but two people familiar with the situation said the indictment included seven criminal counts. Within 20 minutes of his announcement, Trump began fundraising off it for his 2024 presidential campaign while declaring his innocence in a video. The case adds to deepening legal jeopardy for Trump, who has already been indicted in New York and faces additional investigations in Washington and Atlanta that also could lead to criminal charges. A federal magistrate has ordered that former Oregon Governor Kate Brown can be deposed in a class action lawsuit specifically regarding her role and how the state responded to the coronavirus pandemic inside its prisons. It's the first time a current or former Oregon governor has been ordered to sit for a deposition in a civil case related to policy decisions during their time in office. The litigation, first filed in April 2020, represents a massive financial liability for the state. The lawsuit covers about 5,000 people who were in custody at one of the state's prisons and contracted COVID-19. And a separate wrongful death class covers the estates of 45 others who were in prison the time they died from the disease. A spokesperson for the Oregon Department of Justice confirmed Thursday that the state plans to appeal the judge's decision to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. Now, attorneys representing those in custody want to ask the former governor under oath about her decision to close two prisons during the pandemic and about information Brown received regarding an early release programs plaintiffs, attorneys argue, did not meaningfully reduce the prison population. And in sports, college baseball playoffs resume tonight as the University of Oregon host Oral Roberts in a super regional matchup at PK Park in Eugene. First pitch at 5 o'clock and televised on ESPNU. So the 16 super regionals around the country are a best of three series with the eight winners advancing to the College World Series that begins a week from today in Omaha, Nebraska. Stanford is the only other Pac-12 team in the super regionals. The Cardinal hosts Texas. Now the Ducks and Oral Roberts will play again tomorrow evening at 6 o'clock and again on Sunday, providing neither team sweeps the first two games. Last time Oregon advanced to the Super Regionals was in 2012. Well, when you are facing spiritual warfare, it's good to have a few physical items with you that can remind you of God's protection and the victory he's already won. They serve as reminders of your faith, providing comfort and strength whenever you need it. Here are four things you need when you're under spiritual attack. First, holy water. Bless yourself, your home, your family, your car. Just keep it with you at all times. From long experience, I have learned that there is nothing like holy water to put devils to flight and prevent them from coming back. So says 
St. Teresa of Avila, the word of God. And in fact, in the Bible, it says in Hebrews, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul of, and of spirit, of joint and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Pope Pius the Eleventh says, well, you should also have the rosary because it is a powerful weapon to put the demons to flight and to keep oneself from sin. If your desire peace in your heart, in your homes and in your country, assemble each evening to recite the rosary. And then lastly, keep a saint card or holy medal close by. St. Justin says, if you are suffering for your faith in Christ, the lives of the saints will console you and encourage you and to make you bold and give you wisdom and your torments will be changed to joy. And if you are in any temptations, well, the lives of the saints will help you overcome it both now and forever. Mm-hmm. I like the sound of that. Absolutely. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this Tuesday at 7 o'clock p.m. is Catholic in Recovery Meeting at St. Paul Catholic Church in Eugene. The community at St. Paul Parish invites those in recovery from alcohol or any unhealthy attachment as they discuss recovery topics and pray. The Catholic in Recovery Meetings are both in person in the church hall and on Zoom. Confidentiality is protected. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, the Hail Mary media app. Okay, at the very top of the show, we talked about this, Brenda, and I said for you to think about what your favorite movie is. That day, for no particular reason, I decided to go for a little run. So I ran to the end of the road, and when I got there, I thought maybe I'd run to the end of town. And when I got there, I thought maybe I'd just run across Greenbow County. And I figured since I run this far, maybe I'd just run across the great state of Alabama. Ah, what a great movie. Forrest Gump. That would be definitely one of a family movie that I would want to watch with my with my kids. Mm. That's it's a great movie. Oh. So inspiring. Well, the reason we are talking about this because today is National Movie Night. Oh, all right. So it encourages you to sit down and watch a wonderful movie with your family tonight. So if you don't have anything to do, you can celebrate National Movie Night and make some popcorn. So again, I asked you what if you had to sit down and watch a movie... Tonight. Tonight, what would that movie be? It's a tough question. It it is a tough question. And we go in and out of movies. It's like playing that Desert Island game. If you could only bring five movies. Uh, Look, for me personally, if I want a great uh, romantic comedy... I'd go to Moonstruck. I'd, oh, yeah, that's just yeah. a classic one for me. But if the whole family was getting together to watch something, our our more recent current favorite, uh, Top Gun Maverick. Oh, okay. It's a fun yeah, movie for yeah. the family to watch. We'll put on the, uh, the uh, surround sound big speakers that we have going on and we'll shake the windows. Yeah. We like that movie a yeah, lot. That's, that, that is a good one. So I, I go by, uh, and this drives my w- wife nuts, because I will be watching something on TV and I'll run across a movie. I'm channel surfing. 
and then I'll pause and I'll start watching that movie and she'll know what it is from the other room. She'll go, oh no, you're not, again? you can't watch that movie again. What is it? I would say, and it's, it's an epic movie and so good on so many levels, Dances with Wolves. Oh, of course. It's a great movie. Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. Yeah. American so, Prairie. Yeah. Just I love it. I'd watch movie. that. Yeah. The scenes in it are gorgeous. There's some older movies too, like uh, The Right Stuff. Yeah. I think that's a great, great one. one. What's up? Master and Commander. Did you ever see oh, that yeah, one? Absolutely. I yeah. think that is a great epic movie too, that just the, the cinematography. I mean, there's a lot of things. If, if you want to be moved by a movie, you got to mm. find these good ones. If you're looking for just a little eye candy, yeah. right? Something simple like, uh, like I said, Top Gun. Yeah. You know, it's not going to change your life in any meaningful way, but you're going to spend a couple hours enjoying yourself. Yeah. Watching, watching Tom Cruise fly planes. There you go. National Movie Night. Watch yourself a nice movie with the family. And coming up, we have a second cup for you. We're going to talk about some simple ways, well, to remain holy this okay. weekend. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Hi, this is Tim Staples, Senior Apologist with Catholic Answers and an adult convert to the Catholic faith, inviting Mater Day Radio listeners to join me for the 50th Annual Summer Institute in Catholic Teaching at Our Lady of Peace Retreat Center. As one of this year's speakers, I'm going to discuss some of the whys behind our Catholic faith, such as why be Catholic? How is man saved? I'll talk about Luther's most important question and what's all the fuss about Mary and more. I'll be there, and I hope you will too. Join Tim Staples, the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, Father Theodore Lang, and Bishop Peter Smith during this life-changing spiritual and educational retreat, July 10th through the 14th at Our Lady of Peace Retreat in Beaverton. For all the details and how to register, visit olpretreat.org. That's olpretreat.org. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is looking for a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner, psychologist, or licensed clinical social worker who is passionate about their mission of respecting the dignity of each person, mind, body, and spirit. If you or someone you know is looking to make a difference, please contact Holy Family Catholic Clinic by sending an email to info at holyfamilyclinic.com. Hello, I'm Kevin Doran. And I'm Carla Wehrman, co-host of Sunday Commentary. Join us every weekend on Mater Day Radio, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8, as we break down the scripture readings so you can better prepare to enter into the beauty and mystery of the Holy Mass. It's fun, fast, and faith-filled. Let us share our love of the good news with you, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8 on Mater Day Radio. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. 
And it is 845 at Mater Day Radio. So busy, busy weekend. We've been talking about all the Corpus Christi processions that are happening. You got the Grand Floral Parade happening downtown Portland tomorrow morning. Really on the east side of Portland, on the east side of the Willamette River. I think 10 o'clock, that gets underway. So Saturday, tomorrow, and Sunday for all the processions and the parade, going to be pretty nice. Decreasing clouds on Saturday with a high of 77 degrees. Sunday, sunny, even warmer, 83. Now today, we got surprised with a little rain rolled in overnight last night. Got about a 70% chance of showers throughout the day today. Just 65 degrees, your high. Then about a 40% chance of showers for tonight. A low of 53. So uh, going to be a really nice weekend. Currently, it is 56 degrees at St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Vancouver. And it is 57 degrees at St. Juan Diego Church in Portland. The morning blend's not over yet. There's time for a second cup with David and Brenda. After we went into the break, David, I kept thinking about different movies that yes. I would want to watch with the family. Right. It's just a great time to spend together. Make make a plan. It's amazing how many movies are streaming now yeah. or going right to streaming that you can watch with the family and enjoy. Uh, it's nice when there are little ones in your household because then you have an excuse to watch some really great animated films. Oh, yeah. What great messages than those films mm-hmm. also that you can kind of dive into. So, ah, it's just a really, a really great weekend to maybe take in a, an afternoon movie or something like that. We were talking yesterday about Toy Story because we had the Toy Story. Best you friends. got a friend in me. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I actually, in one of those, I think I cried. Oh, yeah. David, because I mean- it was like they were... I think that something was happening to all of them. They were going to get <laughs> no, eaten by yeah. some, I don't know, trash compactor or something. That's great. But anyways, I thought, though, we would spend some time today about, you know, looking at our daily lives and and remembering that as we move into these summer months, no matter what we happen to be doing, well, we need to remember our faith comes with us all the time. We're moving into these days of ordinary time. So it's also a great time to well, really get to the work mm-hmm. of faith. And so Alatea had this great article this week, and they said, here are some simple ways to grow in your faith. All right. It's, it's, it doesn't need to be complicated. In fact, I think that recently when I was talking to one of our authors, he talked about Cardinal Francis George. Yeah. And he coined the phrase, Simple Catholicity. Hmm. Just very simple. We don't need to make this complicated. And if you do these simple things, well, then you recognize the holiness that grows within you. Sure. So Alatea offered a few things. All right. Off the bat, go to Mass each Sunday. Mm-hmm. And now, now would be the time or tomorrow. Figure out what you're going to do this weekend and to make sure that you put into that schedule your, your Sunday Mass. Yeah. You know, we get busy, we go late, we forget, you know, uh, what we wanted to do or plans change a little bit. But remember to try to keep that Sunday Mass mm-hmm. obligation in there. Well, I think with the pandemic, you know, there was that time where y- you couldn't go to Mass. And mm-hmm. so I th- to have that back now, I think that's that's pretty special to, to be oh. able to do that. There's no doubt. For sure. Uh, remember your daily prayers. Mm-hmm. Now, this is, I've, I've talked about this. Now we're all the way into June. I started this year praying the rosary as soon as I got into my car on my drive home. Oh, nice. 
It's a habit now, David. Yeah. In fact, it's such a habit now that I find that when I get into my car at any time, I'm looking for my phone going, ooh, should I, oh, you know, plug it in and pray the rosary. Do you do through the Hail Mary Media app? And I plug in and I use the Hail Mary Media app and I pray with the Archbishop Sample every day when I come home from work. Did you know the Hail Mary Media app is free? Today, it's a special today, I said. <laughs> yes. it's uh, And every day. And every day, yes. Oh, it is. Uh, so that's one of the things you can do. Pray daily. Of course, we talk about those beautiful prayers that you have available to you on the Hail Mary Media app. Sign up for those prayer reminders. If you're trying to get into the habit of remembering to pray mm-hmm. every day, yeah, you need those reminders. Again, it's busy. Sure. This one I love. They say... We should show gratitude. Yeah. Now I'm thinking about Father's Day is coming up in one week. Mm-hmm. Be grateful for dad. Right. Thank you, dad. Find Write him a letter this week. Start putting that together. Thanking dad. Just to have your children go, dad, thank you. And, and be specific. Yeah. Thank you for what you have taught me about my faith because this is what I've gotten from that. Thank you for... Uh, Scott and Christian still go out and and catch a ball in the afternoon. Thank you for that time. And what is amazing when you find that you do things like that, and I'll leave them alone. I don't want to catch a ball very much, but they'll sit and talk. They'll laugh and and they just have a really great time. Just face-to-face contact. That should be great. But show some gratitude, guys. Speaking of another great movie, Field of Dreams. Oh, you know, see, that's a perfect example. Remember, he was so upset with his father. Right. And then in the end, through the miracle of the field, was able to have a catch with his dad. That's what the whole story was based around (laughs) to that point. If you build it, he will come. It it. wasn't Shoeless Joe. It was his father. It was his dad. Yeah. Uh, To, you know, those who who are blessed to still have their fathers with them, please remember, give them a call this weekend. Pray for your fathers in heaven. Mm. Join local Catholic community. Now, this is important to know, too. If you have moved into a new area, find that parish or that community that supports you. There, you know, I've noticed a few things around here. If you are a young adult, maybe single, it seems like St. Michael's in downtown Portland Mm -hmm. has a whole lot of things happening for young adults. They do. Right? Yeah. Big time. Uh, Young Catholic professionals, they're doing a whole lot of things, too. And then I'm seeing a lot of younger families over at St. Patrick's. Mm -hmm. There are certain areas that do congregate certain things, and we're blessed in this area to be able to have such a variety of parishes nearby that'll help support you. And then also those additional things that you do, different ministries that you would enjoy look into all of those things that are available to us. And all of these things are simple ways that, like I said in the beginning, helps you grow in holiness. Very nice. We hope you enjoyed today's second cup. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. 
Please join me, Deacon Scott Aiken, as we pray for the holy souls in purgatory. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord Jesus Christ, King of glory, deliver the souls of all the faithful departed from the pains of hell and from the bottomless pit. Deliver them from the lion's mouth, that hell not swallow them up, that they fall not into the outer darkness. But let the holy standard bearer, Michael the Archangel, bring them into that holy light which you promised unto Abraham and his seed. Amen. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord, and may perpetual light shine upon them. May the souls of all the faithful departed, through the mercy of God, rest in peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdayradio.com. Mater Day Radio is supported by our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services. Operated by the Archdiocese of Portland, services include the recently completed Gethsemane Funeral Home, located on the grounds of Gethsemane Cemetery in Happy Valley. The new funeral home provides burial services to the Catholic community, regardless of cemetery choice. For more information, visit ccpdxor.com. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, Western Oregon and Southwest Washington's number one Catholic morning show. On the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Mater Day Radio. And it is 8.56 at Mater Day Radio. One last look at your forecast as we head into a busy weekend. Few showers today, high of 65 degrees. Decreases to 40% tonight, low of 53. Saturday, decreasing clouds, 77. Sunday, sunny, warm, 83. Going to be a beautiful weekend. Currently, 57 degrees in the Rose City. And here's a great song to end a Friday show. It is I Am They. My feet are on the rock. You are listening to The Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio. I can see the clouds rolling. I can feel the winds. They try to shake me. I will not be moved. My feet are on the rock.
solid rock I stand All of the ground is sinking sand So stomp your feet and clap your hands Our feet are on the rock On Christ the solid rock I stand All of the ground is sinking sand So stomp your feet and clap your hands Our feet are on the rock On Christ the solid rock I stand All of the ground is sinking sand So stomp your feet and clap your hands My feet are on the rock. 8.59 at Mater Day Radio. Hey, thank you to everyone for tuning into the Morning Blend this week. David and Brenda with you. We do appreciate it. Hope everybody has just a wonderful, awesome weekend. And a very blessed celebration of Corpus mm-hmm. Christi. And remember, you can find more information about some of the processions and things happening surrounding this feast day at materdayradio.com. We hope you have a very blessed day.